you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to today's show. I am going to be diving into five different phrases as well as five different words to incorporate into your content in order to increase sales. As you know, I am all about creating public-facing content that attracts your ideal followers and then converts them into loyal, raving clients without having to DM them with awkward invites or reach-outs, chit chatting with them in order to eventually convert them. So I am super excited to share with you these phrases and these words. Let's dive in. We're going to start with the five different phrases you should use in your content. The first one is there are two different types of people. In this one, you are going to describe two different types of people. One is going to have ideal traits and characteristics, and the other is going to have less desirable traits and characteristics. And then you're going to end by asking your audience, which one best describes you? Which one are you? I love to use this strategy in email marketing, on my sales pages, and then in my live masterclasses or webinars where I am now pitching a course or an offer to them. And so for example, I'll say there are two different types of people. The first, they have big goals, they have big dreams, but they let their excuses get in the way. They let their fear hold them back. So they don't take action and they stay where they are. The second type of person has big goals, has big dreams, but they don't let their excuses get in their way. They overcome their fears. They take action. They do whatever it takes to make their dreams come true. Which one are you? And then I go on to say, and in every moment, you have the opportunity to choose. You might be the first type of person. You might be sitting here saying, oh, I don't have the money. I don't have the time. But you can consciously choose to become the second person and say, you know what? I need this and I will find a way. So this is very powerful to really call people out and to make them reflect on what it is that is holding them back. It's them. It's, it's their own fears and their own excuses. And then you have to reiterate that if you are the first type, or maybe it's the second type, the less desirable type, you are not going to achieve the outcomes that you want. You are not going to achieve the goals you want. But you have that choice and you can choose to be the other type of person. Are you ready to do that? Are you ready to take me up on this offer? I am standing here extending my hand to you. Are you ready to take that leap and to do this? And so this phrase really helps to get people off the fence, to get them to do some self-reflection and to evaluate what it is they are saying no to and what is holding them back and keeping them where they are. The second phrase to use when selling is... If you don't want blank, then blank. Here are some examples. 
If you don't want to spend hours in the DMs, then you need the social sales content bundle. If you don't want to cut carbs, then you want to snag my intuitive eating guide. If you don't want your house on the market for more than a month, then you'll want my home selling guide. So the first blank is the negative thing, the thing that they don't want. They don't want to spend hours in the DMs. They don't want to cut carbs. They don't want to have their house on the market for more than a month. The second blank is the solution, what they need, what you are providing that will allow them to avoid that first blank that they don't want. The social sales content bundle, intuitive eating guide, home selling guide. So if you don't want, insert whatever is negative that they don't want, then insert what it is you're offering, what they need to take advantage of. Now this plays into loss aversion theory where we are actually more motivated to avoid pain and avoid loss, avoid consequences, then we are motivated to actually gain something or to experience pleasure. So this phrase is, if you don't want blank, then blank. We are really harping on that pain. If you don't want to experience this pain, if you don't want to deal with this problem, then you need this. Now, you could flip it and make it more positive, such as if you want blank, then blank. If you want to make sales effortlessly without spending hours in the DMs, then you need the social sales content bundle. If you want to lose weight happily, then you need my intuitive eating guide. So we're not necessarily harping on the pain and the consequence with this positive version. If you want blank, then blank. But the first one, if you don't want blank, then blank, that really hits the pain point more directly and is more effective. Because as I said, we are more motivated and inclined to do something in order to avoid pain. So when you start by saying, if you don't want to, And then you identify what it is that they really don't want to do. Cut carbs, spend hours in the gym, spend hours in the DMs trying to invite people to make sales, have their house on the market, go through hundreds of showings in order to sell it. Those are painful things. So if you start by saying, if you don't want to do these painful things, then, and whatever you say after the then, whatever solution you're providing, they're already primed. Your audience is like, yes, okay, I don't want to do that. Like, tell me how I can get out of this. Tell me what a better way is. They are going to be so much more eager and open and receptive to what it is you are offering. So yes, you could have the more positive approach, but loss aversion theory, I feel, always works. The third statement is blank shouldn't be so blank. So here are some examples. Selling shouldn't be so painful. Losing weight shouldn't be so complicated. Selling your home shouldn't be so stressful. So that first blank is what it is they want to do. Making sales, losing weight, selling their home. The second blank is the feeling that they are feeling. Painful, complicated, stressful. 
So this is where market research really comes into play. I've talked about this on several previous podcast episodes. When you know what your ideal client is actually struggling with, the feelings that they have, when they tell you, oh, it's so painful for me to go into the DMs and message people every day. It's so awkward. And you use those words, painful, awkward, in your statements, in your copy, in your content. They are going to stop their scroll and say, oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly how I feel. So if I am going to use my example, you're going to hear three examples throughout this entire podcast. One is me giving examples for business for my social sales content bundle. The second one is going to be with fitness and losing weight. The third example is going to be for realtors and selling homes. So if I'm going to use my example, selling shouldn't be so painful. I'm stopping my ideal client scroll and then I'm going to go into how I have a better solution. Or I'm also going to harp on those pain points of how I know what it feels like. We're going to get into that next. But I know what it feels like to spend hours in the DMs chatting it up with people only for them to then ghost me or tell me no or then to buy from someone else. And the whole experience is so painful and I keep questioning if I'm really cut out for this business. Listen, I have a solution. So that is what I would personally write if I was making a post to sell the social sales content bundle. So you want to start, your headline should be blank, what it is they are trying to do, shouldn't be so blank, whatever their pain point is, and then empathize with them and then present your solution. This is so effective. And it brings us right into statement number four, which is I know what it's like to blank. Here are some examples. I know what it's like to spend hours in the DMs engaging with people only for them to tell me no thanks or to then buy from someone else. I know what it's like to cut carbs, spend hours working out, and skip family parties just to lose weight. I know what it's like to wake up with an elephant on my chest each day, wondering if my house would ever sell and if we would ever be able to move. It's so important when you are making sales to get on your customer's level, to really tap into feelings and emotion. What you have to remember is sales is all psychology. And when you can really tap into feelings, especially if you're selling to women, remember that women make purchases based on emotion. If you can really tap into their feelings, if you can tap into how they are actually physically and mentally feeling, And get them to say, oh my gosh, she hit it nail on the head. This is exactly how I feel. I need this. You are going to be so much more successful in selling. And this is, I think, the hardest part for people to really get. They just want to focus on selling their products. They want to sell the thing. But I've said this time and time again in previous episodes. It's not about selling the thing. It's about selling the solution and the feeling your ideal client is going to have once they achieve the intended outcome, once they achieve the results they will get from your product. But the biggest mistake we make in sales is focusing on this is the product. These are all the things you get. Nobody cares about the product or the things you get. People care about what it's going to do for them how their life is going to be different. So if you can get on their level and say, I know what it feels like. I have been there. I have been in your shoes. That positions you as somebody who is relatable, but also 
an authority and an expert because you have gotten through it. I always say that your content is a bridge. Your ideal client is on one side of the bridge dealing with her problems. You are now on the other side of the bridge. You have found the solution. You went through it. And you have to paint that picture for your ideal client through your content. Your content is the bridge. You have to show your ideal client, hey, I see you over there. I was over there once too. But here's what I did to get over here. Let me show you how it's done. So when you get down on their level, you empathize with them. You let them know that you were there too. You know how it feels. They are going to have a deeper connection with you. They're going to trust you more. And they're going to say, okay, she knows what I'm actually going through. She's been through it. So she can be my guide. She knows how to get me out of my problem. She knows how to fix this problem and give me her solution. And that makes you more likable, which is a huge factor in selling, as well as more credible and more trustworthy. And I always think of it like this. Now, I know there are amazing male OBGYNs, so I'm not dissing male OBGYNs, but I personally won't go to a male OBGYN because I know they can't relate to what I'm going through. They don't understand the issues that I'm having because they don't have that anatomy. But I really trust a woman, a midwife, a female OBGYN, A hundred times more because I know she has the same parts. She has the same problems. She understands what it feels like. And so again, not to diss any male OBGYNs. That's my personal preference. But I wanted to give that example here. When you are trying to sell something and it's something that you've been through, that you've used, that has helped you personally, you're going to gain more trust from those ideal clients and prospects. And the last and final phrase is imagine. Here are some examples. Imagine waking up to notifications that people bought while you were sleeping. Imagine opening your DMs to find messages from your ideal clients saying, oh my gosh, your post totally spoke to me. It's like you're in my head. How do I hire you? Imagine walking into your closet and being able to wear anything you see without worrying about how tight or uncomfortable it will be. Imagine going to a party and not stressing over what you're going to do to distract yourself from the food table because you finally found that food freedom. Imagine showing up to your closing, signing the paperwork, and walking away feeling like that elephant finally got off your chest. Imagine packing your boxes and saying bye to the house you've outgrown and walking into your dream home, setting down your keys and breathing a sigh of relief because it's finally yours. So what you say after imagine is your ideal client's dream and desire. And you don't just want to state what it is, but you really want to incorporate the feelings into that statement, right? So having that elephant get off your chest, breathing that sigh of relief, doing a little happy dance in your bedroom because you see that three people bought overnight while you were sleeping without you having to DM them. So you really want to paint the picture, a picture that they are able to visualize, a picture they are able to see in their heads and say, yes, that is what I want. But not only just see it, but to actually feel it. 
visualization is so powerful and I use visualization a lot with my own clients and students. We talk about manifestation, visualization in order to make dreams a reality. But without having to actually teach people to do that, you can use the phrase imagine and then write out that perfect ideal scenario for them so that they are transported to the future and they see it and they feel it and then they want it and they realize that that is a possibility for them and that you can make that a reality. So be sure to use this phrase, imagine, followed by your ideal client's ideal or dream situation. You can do this in stories, in live videos, on your sales page, email marketing, in posts, anywhere and it always has a really strong effect. So let's recap the five phrases before we move on to five words that you should use. Phrase number one, there are two types of people. Phrase number two, if you don't want blank, then blank. Phrase number three, blank shouldn't be so blank. Number four, I know what it's like to blank. And number five, imagine. Dot, dot, dot. And before we move on, I do want to share that this episode is brought to you by the Social Sales Content Bundle, which you have been hearing a lot about in this episode. But if you need help crafting irresistible and high converting content, this is for you. I built a seven-figure online business as well as a six-figure online business through my content alone. I did not DM a single person, try to chit-chat with them, and then sell to them. I attracted every single person in sale through my content alone. So I've packaged all of my tips, my strategies, and my expertise into one bundle where you get nine proven caption formulas and worksheets, over a hundred headlines to stop scrolls, over a hundred calls to action, video trainings on content pillars, market research, niching down, plus Canva templates, as well as 60 reels prompts and song suggestions specifically designed to help you build that authority and sell effortlessly. This is all designed to help you make sales through your content alone. So if you are tired of being in the DMs, you don't want to waste time chit-chatting with people anymore, and you want to wake up to notifications of people buying from you overnight, then you need the Social Sales Content Bundle. See how I used one of those phrases? Click the link in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. And now let's move on to five words you can use in your content to sell. First word is avoid. Remember how I talked about the loss aversion theory? We are more likely to take action in order to avoid pain and consequence than we are to do something that is going to bring us gain or pleasure. So when you use the word avoid, it really hits home. So here's some examples. Avoid the awkward invites and messages to random people on the internet. Avoid stressing over your DMs because you know they're going to be filled with no's. Avoid cutting carbs and starving yourself just to lose weight. Avoid losing your dream home because your current house won't sell. Really tap into the pain that people don't want to experience and use the word avoid. Avoid that pain by doing this with me. The second word is because. This is really interesting. 
In 2012, a social psychologist named Ellen Langer conducted a study, and she had an experimenter go up to people waiting in line to make copies at a copy machine. And the experimenter used one of three scripts on the people waiting, of course, at different times. So the first one was, excuse me, I have five pages. May I use the Xerox machine? The second script was, excuse me, I have five pages. May I use the Xerox machine because I have to make copies? The third one was, excuse me, I have five pages. May I use the Xerox machine because I'm in a rush? The results showed that when the experimenter used the first line, excuse me, I have five pages, may I use the Xerox machine, 60% of the time people let him cut in line. With the second script, excuse me, I have five pages, may I use the Xerox machine because I have to make copies, 93% responded positively and let him cut in line. The third script excuse me, I have five pages, may I use the Xerox machine because I'm in a rush, 94% of the people waiting let him cut in line. So the differentiator there was the word because. In the second script, it used because, 93% of the people said okay. And then in the third script, it said because I'm in a rush. There was even more of an explanation, 94% of the people let him cut in line. We as humans are curious by nature. So when we use the word because followed by an explanation or a reason, we are more receptive and more willing to comply. So ask yourself how you can insert the word because followed by a reason in your content. For example, the social sales content bundle will transform your business because you'll be equipped with proven strategies and formulas to attract and convert followers into customers through your content alone. So what is the problem that your ideal client is facing? And what is your solution? Why is that solution the best option for them? Place the word because in that statement and then follow it with why it is the best solution or what they will gain. And a light bulb will go off in their head. The third word to use is save. We see this all the time, right? Save money, save time, save stress. Because we, remember loss aversion theory, we want to avoid pain and we want to avoid loss. And this is really important when a sale is expiring. So when you're saying a limited time offer, the sale is expiring tonight, cart is closing tonight. If you don't act tonight, if you don't act today, you will lose out on the ability of saving money. Or you can flip it into this offer will save you time. Maybe you are selling something that is done for you, templates or scripts, and you can say save time by investing in such and such, whatever your offer is. And then stress is such a huge factor for people. So how can your product save people stress? So think again, back to pain points, and ask yourself, what is my ideal client really struggling with? What do they want more of? They want more money, they want more time, they want more peace, they want more joy. Okay, well, how can this offer provide them with that? And it might seem a little sleazy and salesy, right? I think we immediately, when we see save, we think of huge banners that say save money or commercials, save money now. But 
save really does spark something in our minds and makes us want to take action. The fourth word to use is simple. In today's day and age where everything is technology-based and driven, things can get very complicated. And the easier you can make something seem and sound, the more appealing it is going to be. So simple and easy are amazing words to use in your content. For example, simple, easy to use formulas that will transform your content. Simple strategies for losing weight without complicated tracking. Simple staging tips to make your health sell fast. Simple is sexy. Simple is appealing. Simple is what sells. We are not going to buy something that has this long, drawn-out, convoluted process or framework in order to achieve results. We are going to choose something that is easy to follow, simple to implement, and that will give us results without us losing our minds, right? So always use the word simple when selling your product, your offer, your service. And if you don't have your offer or your service structured so that it is simple, maybe ask yourself, how can I repackage this or reorganize it so that it is a simple step-by-step process? It is a simple framework. It is simple and easy to follow. If it's not simple, that might be the problem with why you're having trouble selling it. So go back to the drawing board. You don't have to throw everything out and start over, but ask yourself how you can repackage it, reorganize it, and then remarket it so that it is simple and that people can follow it, and get results. And the fifth and final word is best. So tell me which of these sounds better to you. The best strategy for making sales through content alone versus a strategy for making sales through content alone. The best way to lose weight without cutting carbs versus a way to lose weight without cutting carbs. The best way to sell your house fast versus a way to sell your house fast. We are going to be drawn to the best way. And I always think of this when I'm on Pinterest looking for recipes. Anytime a recipe has the best, the best chocolate chip recipe, the best chicken recipe, the best slow cooker recipe, I am drawn to it. Because I'm like, okay, it's the best for a reason. And nobody else could have tried that recipe besides the recipe creator. She could have said, this is the best, and I am still drawn to it. So we are drawn to the best. We naturally want things to be high level. We want them to be excellent. We want the best, especially if we are going to invest in something. We want it to be quality. So describing your offer as the best makes it more appealing. Now, obviously... I am not about scamming people. So you do want to make sure that whatever you are offering is the best. It is the best you can possibly provide. And they will be getting star treatment from you with whatever that offer may be. If you're going to be describing it as the best. No false advertising. So let's recap those five words to use in your content in order to sell. Number one, avoid. Number two, because. Number three, save. Number four, simple. And number five, best. So as you are doing Instagram stories, you are crafting posts for your feed, you are crafting emails to send to your list, you are creating your sales page, 
you want to think about these phrases and these words and how you can incorporate these into your content so that the people reading it, the people watching it or listening will say, oh my gosh, yes, she's in my head. I need this. And this is, as I said, what I teach in the social sales content bundle. There are more phrases. There are tons more words, but I wanted to just pull my favorites for this episode. I hope that you will use these and apply these and then let me know how they are working for you. As always, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope you found this helpful and valuable, and I hope that you will get out there and make those money moves. Please subscribe so that you are notified when a new episode drops. Take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at Ashley underscore Lachlan. Let me know what you thought of the episode and how this is helping you to make more sales. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Go make those money moves.